Incredibly not live from the bowels of the Mushroom Kingdom, deep, hundreds of feet underground in a small steel bunker. Ooh, in a bunker. In a bunker. I gotta, I gotta change it up to make it fun for me. With only the world's greatest video games to keep us company and sustain us. Yes, we eat those cartridges at Discord's. We're done with them. We're naughty down here. The Order of Gygus meets to decide the greatest video games ever made and which order they belong in. This is not a funny show. Nothing about this show is funny. No. It is a very serious show. There'll be no jokes such as... Back in my day, a chili dog was something you did during sex. And there will be no hilarious sound effects, of course, such as... It is with great pleasure that we bring to the attention to the council. I rewrote it and it's still bad. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Let me now introduce those members who dared take this challenge and with all the powers granted to them by Mother Gaia have made it their duty to talk intelligently about them. Mr. Jacques Maladou. Sorry to jet, but I'm in a hurry. Mmm, <laughs> magnifique. Mm. And we better not waste another moment because, oh, your dada forgot to push record earlier and we had this conversation like for like 15 minutes and it felt good. It felt yeah. like we were on to something good. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, let's just jump right back into it. Yeah. Right. Cause let's like, so before what happened was like, I didn't push record and we were like really having a good riff on some robes. Yeah. Like we were pretending we had robes on mm. and then Tommy Bahamas underneath <laughs> and that was funny. And then, uh, and then we were talking about how I was a SNES kid and, and Jacques was a Sega kid. Yeah. And that was also, we had some pretty funny bits too about that. Definitely. Um, we were rolling on the floors in here. We were rolling on the floors in here, but unfortunately, you know, as is my way, I just said, fuck it. I'm not recording. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's all good, baby. Well, and one of these days I will have an engineer in here, uh, somebody who just sits in here and just pushes record and, or makes sure that the USB is plugged into the laptop. Uh, Cause sometimes that'll happen. We're like, sure. I won't do that part of it, but no matter. This is Video Games, a serious show. This is our Patreon-exclusive show. I'm very excited to get into Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with uh, with my dear friend, uh, Master Master System. Thank you. Uh, Ma- Master System Man. Yeah. Master uh, System Maladu, they call me. Master System Maladu. Uh, if you are not subscribing to the Patreon and you're listening to the free, uh, the free like first half of the episode... Um, we encourage you to go to our uh, Patreon and donate. Patreon.com slash VGA Comedy Show. We got a lot of great stuff in there. It's starting to populate. The content, the bonus content is starting to populate. I would say in like two more episodes, get on it. Because then there's like... <laughs> don't do it now. If you're thinking yeah. about going and putting your money right. in now. Don't do it don't now. Do don't it. do it now. But if you're going to do it ever, I would say like in a couple weeks, like, you know, like five bucks gets you like five bonus episodes. Mm. And... These episodes are a little different because they're not funny at all. Right. We take this very seriously in here. Yeah. And, you know, the comedy show is for comedy and the serious show is for being very serious yeah. and grounded, really. Yeah. And talking about, like, history. Yeah. And, like, 
And we're trained for this. We all went to serious drama schools, okay? We took all the serious drama classes, um, and we're ready for this. Yeah, that's that's how you know we're serious. It's not because we're qualified to talk about what we're talking about, but it's because we went to a school drama schools for seriousness. For seriousness. Yeah. Um, we love the Revenant. Yeah. Um, we love the works of Andre Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky is especially, you know, uh, this is actually a real story. One time I did go see Solaris in theaters, like a reprint, and um, I fell asleep for an hour in the film. And I, when I woke up, I knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> so that's that kind of movie. Yeah. You know? I remember I saw the remake of Solaris in theaters. And this is when I was in With high George school. George Clooney? Yeah. George Clooney was in it. And uh, it was just like I was an asshole teenager. So I just kept going during the movie. Solaris. <laughs> that still sounds like a bit that I could see you doing, though. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. I could still see you doing that bit because that, that I, w- I would also say that's a stone cold bit. Yeah, like, that's really good. Um, but no, we were talking briefly about like being a Nintendo kid versus being a Sega kid. Jacques, you had a Sega Genesis growing up. Yes, I do want to touch on that just like briefly again. Sure. Before we get into this, because that is really important to kind of I think the conversation around Sonic the hedgehog definitely right so like to you there was no real mystique with sonic he was just a guy that you could come to any day Mm -hmm. put in that put in your genesis he was always there for me he was always there um which which sonic games did you have growing up we definitely had sonic one and two and i don't know with certainty if we had three or sonic and knuckles Mm -hmm. i remember those well but it might have been from friends right um, like, but, do you remember the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, what a distinct, odd object. A cartridge within a cartridge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not unlike a Super Game Boy. Jeremy just put the robes back on. For I put a the few robes words. back on. <laughs> Hood comes back on, and yeah. I speak this way. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I also remember it very fondly. Um, yeah. That, and, 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 like, as a, as a young person, being completely wowed by that technology. Yeah. And still to this day, kind of don't understand it. Sure. I guess it just breaks the ROM. <laughs> like it just breaks the... Yeah. What's, it rewrites the game somehow. Yeah. It's definitely like feels like a modding community move, but was right. released by Sega. It's it's for real like a Sega d- thing. Like yeah. they wanted that to happen. For sure. <laughs> they yeah. wanted Knuckles up in that. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a platform game developed and published by Sega for the Sega Genesis console, released worldwide in November 1992. It is the second main entry in the Sonic the Hedgehog series and introduced Sonic's sidekick, Miles Tails Prower, (laughs) controllable by a second player. In the story, Sonic and Tails must stop uh, series antagonist Dr. Ivo Robotnik from stealing the chaos emeralds <laughs> to power his space station the death egg does sonic have three names the way <laughs> tails does like does he have a first and last name it's separately? so funny because i think his last name is the hedgehog okay i'm pretty sure like he does i do not think sonic has a last name it's like rick sonic <laughs> you know rick sonic dirkly yeah yeah <laughs> Um, no, but I also didn't really know that Robotnik had a first name. No. And I didn't know it was Ivo. Yeah. Don't need to do that. No, no. And of course, you know, we won't get super into this whole, like the whole Sonic lore and everything into this episode because I don't want to, but, uh, Robotnik's name would be changed to Eggman later. So... (laughs) 
if you if you hear me saying Robotnik, just know it was Robotnik for this. It changes to Eggman, I think, in the adventure games. Okay. I Is mean, it, I wonder if it had anything to do with that Beastie Boys song, Eggman. Oh, which came out like years earlier. Sure. And I wonder if they, or if Eggman was just part of the. That's part of the culture. I don't know because you know when I think of Beastie Boys and I think of you got to fight for your right to party. I yeah. do picture like Sonic the Hedgehog up in that party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like he yeah. like like uh 90s Beastie Boys and even late 80s Beastie Boys feels like it fits really well with the Sega brand. 100%. Like yeah. especially that song which is like <laughs> we're bad and fun. Yeah, we're bad and fun. Yeah. And we might like break a whole bunch of glass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I like to do this in every one of the video games, a serious show, um, entries. This game came out in November, 1992. Jacques, what the hell were you doing in 1992? All right. Let's, um, I would have been in second grade. I was seven. I, I mean, I was like into video games. Yeah. I was into like, um, Playing sports and games around the house with my... I have two older brothers. A uh, little old house sports. Yeah. Like, yeah. we would do obstacle courses. Basically, like, we'd play games until, like, my brothers threw my head into a wall and I would start crying. And then they would, like, get mad at me for crying because we were all going to get in trouble because I was crying. So I'd stop crying. <laughs> so that's where, that's, that's where I'd say I was at in 92. That's way fucked up. I did not expect it to be so dark. Okay, so then, like, my dad also... Um, <laughs> Do you remember, like, a singular event that happened in 92 specifically? It's hard, huh? Yeah, no. It's, it's reaching a little far back yeah. for me, too, yeah. Not really, no. Yeah. Nine, if, if, if you catch me about 95 on, I'm pretty good at being like, I think this is, like, when I had my first crush around there. But, like, 92, I'm, I'm five or six. Right. So, I'm like... Again, all I really remember, this is so crazy. All I really remember are like watching movies and playing video games. Yeah. That's like it. Like, sure. I remember like being in school and like talk. I I remember having friends and ha- I remember my, my family vaguely, <laughs> but I don't like, I, I just remember like, what, what did I want to do? I wanted to like get home and like play Batman Returns on my Super right. Nintendo. Right. Like I wanted to like watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> It's funny is like, I feel like you could also say that for like the next eight years to me where it was like, right. get home from school so I can watch TV and play video games. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it It's so funny how like we're, we are millennials, we're 90s people. And mm-hmm. it's like such a driving force for, I think, a lot of young people. Yeah. It's just like get home and fucking turn on TRL and play uh right. onimusha on your ps2 okay so here's some things i remember like i was allowed to watch the simpsons at this age simpsons thank you home improvement and simpsons i really right. was interested in those <laughs> but i was not allowed to watch seinfeld at this point because it was too mm. sexy <laughs> or like it was too taught not the show is not sexy that's not the right word but it was too like about sex and my family is like puritan oh. in that regard right yeah Elaine and um, the gang and, and the gang were too fucking hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jason Alexander was too sexy for our family. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, here's a fucked up thing about me. I was allowed to watch the Simpsons until I turned 13. And then my parents decided that they were going to get all super Christian, like right then. Whoa. And they took Simpsons away. Ooh. But can you imagine being like 13? 
like and then you can't watch it you've already seen like so much of it now you just basically can't watch reruns wait what year were you born 87 87 87 yeah that's that's crazy isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. I remember like talking to my youth group leader about it <laughs> at church. I remember going up to him and being like, this is fucking bullshit. I, like literally I was like, I was like, I f- it feels like abuse. <laughs> like I remember saying stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But, uh, us lamenting, uh, or, or, uh, or parading, around Simpsons was not all that was taking place in mm-hmm. 1992. Do you want to hear 15 other things that were happening in 1992? Yes, please. Great. Uh, the Olympic games were held in Barcelona. Yeah, those like don't register in my memory. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, the IBM ThinkPad 700 C laptop is created. Mm. Cool. Bill Clinton is elected president sure. in 1992. Which is pretty huge in my household because we are staunchly conservative in there. Right. And when he gets elected, it's like, oh, no, the world is over. Definitely. And it's like one of the first times I remember the like the prophecies then being like, and then this is how the, the uh, end of the world happens and the, oh, and the wow. mark of the beast and all this stuff. I remember like that coming in early there. Sure. Right? right? Yeah. My family, I mean, similar, like it was Clinton being elected was not, not, not a good thing. Not yeah. fun. Yeah. And I so remember for me, I was like, yeah, Clinton's bad. <laughs> Because I didn't have my own thoughts at seven. For sure. I, I also thought Clinton was terrible. Yeah. And we all were so happy when he uh, cheated on Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> because that meant he was going to leave the office. And then he didn't. Right. And everyone was so upset. Um, Microsoft releases Windows 3.1. Okay. The Philips CDI launched. Pretty good. CD-based media. Hmm. Pretty good. Okay. 1992. You kidding me? Yeah. That's in, true. In like three years that's gonna be the gold standard sure uh wayne's world comes out in theaters how fucking great yeah top 10 of all time for top sure. 10 of all time and that's in 1992 Damn. not so great jay leno de- debuts on tonight's <laughs> night show <laughs> you get a yin and a yang yeah you know yeah, for sure uh euro disney opens <laughs> okay cool that's a good one good to know <laughs> yeah uh the cold war is declared over. <laughs> Wasn't the Berlin Wall in like 89 or something too? Okay. But it's over in 92. Okay, cool. And uh, of course, and I wanted to cap it off with this. Uh, Jock, do you smell something? Mm, what is it? It smells like teen spirit in here. Because that motherfucker launches in 1992. Awesome. Two years later, Kurt Cobain would be dead. Dang. With the launch of the Sony PlayStation. I'm kidding. I, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. That was our intro, Jacques. We get, because we just did the intro, we get a bunch of... Oh, no. That's not what I wanted to do. We get a bunch of uh, rings. Oh, no. And then, we yeah. get a, and then we get a level complete. And it's at this point that I wanted to check our horniness meter. Okay. Okay? So I feel like... Anytime Sonic is mentioned and anytime Sonic gets talked about a lot, I feel like it starts to build in a, like a, a collect in a horniness meter, which, which continues to go up the longer you spend talking about it. So I just wanted to, I just want to do a quick check right now. I'm at about a one. Mm. Okay. I'm at about a one and I'm in a scale of like a 10. Sure. Okay. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah. I'd say like one. 
At a one. Okay. I go about, I go about a one. You're going about a one. Okay, good. Because there's just something about this furry little guy, this blue little guy, yeah. that when you get to talking about him, and you get to thinking about him, mm. and you get to thinking, like, what if I was one? Mm-hmm. You know? And you're like, I wish I was Tails. I wish I was Tails. <laughs> that uh it just starts to skyrocket so i just wanted to do a quick check-in i'm glad you're doing good i'm also doing good i think we can proceed let's do it man to development (laughs) following the release of the original sonic the hedgehog creator yuji naka quit sega due to disagreements over corporate policy That is the worst reason to, to like know. quit your job. No, especially when you're Yuji Naka and you created Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Um, I guess that I, I I do want to mention for reference like something that makes Sonic the Hedgehog so fucking interesting. And we kind of touched on it with the Sega versus Nintendo thing. Is it like th- this is like in the middle? 1982 is like the middle of the console wars. Right. And Sega at this point is winning. It's winning. Yeah. Um, and they're winning pretty much because of these like really bold choices they were making. And Sonic was a big part of that choice. Um, in fact, I think you could argue that Sonic is a reaction to Mario in and of himself. Sure. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Like he's like, he's, he's bad. He's got more of like a Bart Simpson quality. He's like, he's spiky, you know, he's not like a fat, soft plumber. I mean, down to his color palette. Mario's yeah. red with blue shorts. Sonic is blue with red shoes. It's like a ah. complete palette swap. Interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, like, and it's, it's so it's interesting to talk about Sonic in that he he almost isn't his own thing. Like he only exists right. because Mario had to exist first. Definitely, right? Because you don't you beat a Mario with a Sonic when it's the early nineties, and exactly, it, and yeah. boogers and farts are awesome. <laughs> Mark Searney or Kearney or Carney, uh, who had recently founded Sega Technical Institute or STI in the American state of California, met with Naka in Japan and offered him a higher salary and more creative freedom if he joined STI, which is weird. You quit one Sega only to join another? Interesting. I think what the, I, yeah. No, the guy who quits over corporate policy loves the sound of a technical institute. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah, he loves that. Yeah. Uh, because there is a Japanese and a, and a Western division of Sega, I guess they could kind of pull this. They could kind of pull this shit, right? We're yeah. like, hey, you know what? Why don't you come over here? And I think that's something that is interesting about Sonic the Hedgehog's, uh, the second game, is that it's it's kind of co-developed in both hemispheres, right? So it's right. like Western and Japanese are both kind of putting their stinky little the little sonic mitts in there yeah, you know their yeah. glove their white glove mitts in there yeah uh naka agreed and hirokazu y- uh, yasahara the lead level designer of sonic the hedgehog one also decided to move to sti so yasahara had been assigned to help kearney corny or sirney uh establish sti in 1990 but the outbreak of the Gulf War delayed his move to the United States by three months, during which he joined Sonic Team and became part of the original Sonic project. Hmm. I'm so, surprised the Gulf War didn't come up in our recap of what was going on in 1992. <laughs> well, the Cold War ended. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. the Gulf War was still going. Mm. Um, can I be honest? I get those two confused a lot. <laughs> which one's which? And which one was... I guess Kuwait's the Gulf War, right? Yeah, yeah. And then that's like Jarhead, where like, yeah. a sh- like no shots were fired or very little shots were fired in the Gulf War. 
Um, no, it was. I think it was. It's pretty brutal. I think it was. There was. There was the whole like those were when Saddam Hussein was a big figure. Right. Um, we were like <laughs> liberating Kuwait supposedly. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. I don't know enough details. Sure, but, sure, But sure. I want to take yeah. the anti uh, anti military angle. No, no, that's, no, like, for my sure. Disposition, but I like don't know enough. I have a shirt that says "Victory in the Gulf" mm. from the age that I can't wear. Obviously, obviously, but it's a cool relic to own. Yeah, it's like having a. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. <laughs> Not in this day and age. Mm-mm. Hey, call me twenty years ago. Call me Dave Chappelle, but we can't get away <laughs> with anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, Ske- uh, Tim Skelly designed the appearance of the pseudo 3D special stages based on a tech demo created by Naka. The special, the special stages were created out of pre-rendered 3D polygons, video of which was compressed and halved vertically and horizontally to fit the game cartridge. I was interested to know about this because it is an interesting element of the yeah. game. This game does, out of nowhere, you can get into special stages and suddenly you're in like a half pipe, but you're running. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. It I wasn't expecting it at you're all. kind of going pretty wild now if you played other sega games at the time i guess like what is what is one like outrun i would have mm-hmm. been one like racing games i guess would have okay. like given you or i guess mario kart right like that's like a good sure. example now the super nintendo had like the mode 7 right which was allowed it to have th- render 3d i think in some respect interesting sure but uh but I get. But this was like a trick. This seemed like a trick of the eye. It seemed like it was added onto a norm, like a two D game. It was like different, and like when it happened, you were like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, um, back then, blew my mind. Mm. Right? Yeah. Uh, and today, st- I think, still kind of blows my mind. Yeah. It's 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 an interesting element to add into a Sonic the Hedgehog game because it it also reminds me that. You want to run that way all along. Yeah. Like, you want to run straight. Yeah. You don't want to run ver- side-scrolling, yeah. right, with Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, he's... Sure. Like, the promise of one day being able to run with Sonic that way. The one... The promise that was realized that was in realized, Sonic Adventure. Exactly. Uh, was very real. And so, yeah. when it finally happened, I, th- I think that's why that game uh, is so thought of so fondly by people who played it, like, it, from their nostalgia yeah. backpacks. Not a good game, but... No, the first level, but after... I mean, the whale. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Sonic 2 Ultra also introduced Sonic's sidekick Tails, a flying two-tailed fox inspired by Japanese folklore about the kitsune and created by level artist Yasushi Yamaguchi. Hmm. Sega of America objected to the character's name Miles Prower, a pun on miles per hour. So he was given the nickname Tails as a compromise, making it the most confusing decision <laughs> ever made by anyone. When you find out his name is Miles Tails per hour, I go by Tails, but my name is Miles Prower, which makes it, it like boggles the mind yeah. that he has two names. Well, I just didn't even put together the miles per hour thing at all with the tails in the middle. Right. Like, it actually takes away the entire pun there. Yes. Oh yeah. No, it destroys the pun. Yeah. Right. And also Prower. Yeah. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. It's yeah. like sometimes when I'm researching about Sonic the Hedgehog, it's like, <laughs> It couldn't be worse. Like, right. like the, the facts I'm, dr- I'm 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 digging up about it. Like it, it's like it couldn't be any worse. And that's sort of like, it's sort of like 
how I've been able to unearth the charm in all of this is because sure. it's like, it's like what a fucking goofy backwards stupid, but like, it's like a classic decision that yeah. like now we are still dealing with the ramifications of tails miles prower like yeah. what uh the, it's two th- companies man you said it's two companies working exactly. on this game and there's all these weird there's right. 3d on top of 2d there's miles prower on top of tail there's robotnik and eggman there's all yeah. the, like they like what fucking weirdo changes the what if they just in the third star wars just changed Darth vader's name yeah to eggman to eggman <laughs> Uh, the staff increased the speed of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 compared to the first game. That was great. I do... You do notice it big yeah, time. Yeah, it's better. And I will also say... you, But I I noticed this playthrough after playing games like Sonic Mania. It is, is it quite, it's quite a bit slower than even those. Mm. Um, the acceleration surprised me, but especially in the first Sonic, that like he takes a second to get going. Yes. They fixed that a lot in Sonic 2. Right. But I could see... It's still the same mechanic, though, where, like, you you mash on, like, you want to go right. So you right. mash on the right button, and he, like, walks, and then, like, starts to run, and then, like, you see, and his feet start to go. Yeah. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, 2's music, like the previous game. Maybe, was, the, maybe the best, I think, like... Best, the best part of the game. Maybe the best part of the game. Like I think I, that was the thing that I took away from this recent play the most yeah. was like, oh, the score is amazing. It's how great, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. It was composed by Masato Nakamura, bassist and songwriter of the J-pop band Dreams Come True. Yeah, they sold fifty million albums. That J-pop band. Really? Yeah. I clicked through and I was like, oh, is this just something that doesn't matter? But it's like, no, they sold fifty no, million albums. They're fucking Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the music began early in development with uh, only concept images uh, for Nakamura's reference. Uh, but having a previous game meant he had experience with creating music for the Genesis and began taking a similar approach to the first game. Nakamura treated Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as a film and designed the music around the atmosphere that he felt from the images of the stages. And Honestly, it, it really shows. Yeah. Like, I was noticing, like, in the Mystic Cave stage, that it is that sort of, like, dreary, it has, like, a mystical quality, but it also has a little bit of, like, a circusy flourish, mm-hmm. which is sort of like, oh, yeah, because this area is also very playful, too. Right. And, and there's a lot of trickery going on. So, like, yeah, it, it does, I, I feel like, and of course, anytime you have a casino zone, <laughs> right? That song is bonkers. It's... <laughs> It's like crazy. It's like carnival casino nightmare. Like <laughs> it's like a it's like a weird jazz band, but like in yeah. this bizarro world. All of it fusion. All of it super nineties. Yes. Yeah. All of it uh all of it coming through the amazing sound shift that the Genesis oh, only the Genesis had. You can get the Yamaha F B fifty synthesizer for like fifty bucks and it has the exact sound chip as Shit. the Genesis. Like you it That's literally has good. the exact sound chips. I now and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but the Genesis also like famously like launched with like different sound chips depending on which model you bought oh like at some point they switch sound chips Mm -hmm. and you can actually get like inauthentic genesis's so like depending on which one you had you might not have actually heard like like and some of them and some of them weren't and it wasn't and i don't think it was a situation where like one was better than the other i think they were just like different enough so they like had different channels right so like songs could sound completely different depending on which Genesis you had making them kind of a sought after item for chip tuners and people who like go right. in and grab their sound chips because yeah. you could get different ones, like completely unique sound chips from them. Huh? Interesting. 
I, I I've always had an affinity for the Genesis sound. I've always Me thought too. it sounds really cool. It's uh it's based on frequency modulation, <coughs> which is like a bizarre, hard to learn synthesis, but it creates these great like bell sounds and these really cool like funk basses that like dominated yeah. like Ace of Bass used similar kind of sounds in their songs. Oh, badass. And like um really like yeah, it's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I don't know if you were. I don't know if you are able to play. I don't. Well, I actually don't know what your home setup is. Do you have like a good stereo or like a sound bar that your like video games come through? Yeah, I run everything through my uh, Yamaha receiver and through some tech, big Technic speakers. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So like you can really feel like how you can even hear the bass and stuff. Yeah, you can hear the bass in these in these songs, which are. It's 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 giving a whole new life to a lot of these video games I played when I was a kid because. Right. I, I didn't have like I don't even think my family owned like a stereo system with any kind of quality. Yeah, definitely not hooked up to the video games. Exactly. Yeah. So it was only ever coming through TV speakers. Sure. So now that I have a soundbar in my room, like I was playing Super Metroid on the SNES for Switch, and just like Samus shooting was like rumble. It was Whoa, like yeah, fuck. It gave like a whole different dimension that I think that I just, you know, kind of missed out on playing when I was a kid. When I replayed this just now, I like played half of it portable on the Switch. Yeah. And the other half I played like hooked up to the TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I heard the songs coming through the TV, I was like, dang. dang. Kind of wish I had played <laughs> the whole thing through. Yeah, I know. I actually had to play for this. I, I, I've played the entire game through before, but for this playthrough, I had to play a lot of it on mute like while my girlfriend was like asleep next to me and my girlfriend uh, was talking to me (laughs) and uh and yeah i just it uh it 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 takes away i think so much of what's fun about this game is like just how great the, the the score is uh sega launched a 10 million dollar advertising campaign they had some change turns out uh, for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sega sought a global release date to make the game available in all stores the same day, a fairly novel concept at the time. This required Sega to reconfigure its distribution system to ensure that the games were available in all major stores. Cool. I'd like to stop for a second and talk about the distribution systems that they had going at the time. Uh, but if we could take a deep dive into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the routes and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like the trucks would go on? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah, like, like which stores actually had Sonic 2 first? Was it the Best Buy on Figure? Yeah, good question. Uh, but I, all this to say, the release date of Tuesday, November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two, is marketed as Sonic Tuesday. Uh, hey, that's pretty cool. That's what ten million dollars in your marketing budget gets you. <laughs> it's a it's a fucking drunk guy being like, "What about Sonic Tuesday?" Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. They're like, "Here's two hundred grand." Here's two hundred grand. I'm like, "Thanks." It's gonna go up. I'm I'm donating to the Clinton campaign. <laughs> when, uh, um, e- yes, and I guess, um, yeah, about four hundred thousand copies of Sonic Two were sold in the first seven days after release, and over six million in the lifespan of the console. Only one hundred eighty thousand of which were in Japan. Which is a very interesting thing I think that about is, Sega's hi- history is right. that they are much more popular in the UK and uh, Brazil than almost anywhere else in the con- in the world. So it's Brazil and the UK. That's where Sega like reigns supreme. And I think it's just because so part of it has to do with Nintendo's like like 
like uh, hesitation to fully launch UK style. Like they like just didn't release certain games in the UK, or they would release them years later, or they would release them in fucked up like formats. Right. Right. Like um, like display formatting. Um, Interesting. And then yeah, they also crushed in America too. But Nintendo did very well in America. Yeah. Nintendo's always been more popular in Japan though. Right. Uh, Sega. Which has always also felt like a Western game company to Definitely. me um, until, I guess, recently where Sega now has fully now just feels like... I mean, they make Yakuza games, so it's... Yeah. Yeah. And with that, Mr. Maladu, we get some rings. Now we get a level complete. So good. That's the development of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, baby. I got to say, my horniest is still at a one. Yeah. My meter? Yeah. I think it's just because we haven't been talking about the little guy yet. Yeah. I think once we get into like talking about the animals and like we release them from the capsules, like even saying that, I got to a two. Yeah. You know, like when you have to uh-huh. jump on the thing and yeah. like they all come out, that's a two. And you I'm try like, and jump under the thing, but you can't. You can't really do it. No, no, yeah. no. And uh, and sometimes I, is uh, it's coming from the top. You know, it's like floating down and you're trying to like do it perfect, but you miss mm. and you yeah. feel like such a klutz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess we're just gonna move on to our, uh, our next zone. Hey, and that is reception. This is the reception that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 had. Sonic 2's success was a major factor in Sega catching up to Nintendo in the early 1990s console wars. It brought their market share up to 40% within six months of its release. Tails, whom Sonic the Hedgehog 2 introduced, went on to become one of the most prominent characters in the series. Gay icon. Uh, Totally, right? Um, well, I mean... That is, I don't, I don't know. That is, I, I, I don't. Were you joking? Kind of, but yeah, it's, it's, like, it's kind of not a it, joke, it kinda, right? It kind of seems like it'd be right. Yeah, because I think that like when a lot of like a lot of like uh, sexuality gets placed on Sonic the Hedgehog's team. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, like Tails to me feels like yeah. a a classic like, bottom. Yeah. A classic bottom. Sonic feels like a. Like a Marlon Brando would fuck anything. Type. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knuckles seems like a daddy. Yeah, type. <laughs> he follows the rules. Yeah, you, yeah. You can depend on him. Sure, you know. And Shadow, I think he's just straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow sucks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I would say, uh, and really the only note I have down here for the reception of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and if you have any other insight into this, feel free to say anything, but Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is kind of regarded as the high water mark for the series. It is, uh, and has kind of subsequently been released on almost every Sega collection pretty much ever. Yeah. Uh, Sonic 3 being the outlier that's kind of, I feel like it's locked up in like rights jail because of its music affiliation with Michael Jackson. Interesting. Uh, although it's also considered bad right not a very good game well when i heard that the guy who did the music for this and the first one like didn't do it in third in knuckles i was kind of like okay yeah right uh-huh. but you've but you've heard the sonic 3 soundtrack is, right i don't remember i know i've heard there was something about michael jackson yeah i think he did the soundtrack wow and then he like it was like broke his label rules or something yeah so like they weren't allowed to ever legally say it was him that did it but if you listen to the tracks it seems very clear that it's Michael oh, Jackson. cool. I yeah. want to hear it. He did the same thing with The Simpsons, where it was like, he wrote the Do the Bartman song, oh. but like he wasn't allowed to get credit for it. Right. 
and then there's another thing when he was on the episode where he's allowed to do the voice acting in the Michael Jackson Simpsons episode, sure. but he can't sing. Oh, so, it's, so who it's, sang it's in the Julian Happy Birthday? It's Lennon. Oh, John really? John Lennon's son just does this killer Michael Jackson impression. Weird. Yeah, it's like bizarre. Julian Lennon, how... Because uh, Sean Lennon's also... Yeah. Sean Lennon's son. I guess Julian's the older brother? Julian's the older brother who John famously like abandoned. Hey, Jude. Yeah, there you go. Right, I gotcha. Okay, now I'm up on my Beatles. <laughs> now I'm up on my Beatles. Hell yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I don't know. I think that like when you when you if when you take the temperature of Sonic the Hedgehog two, like how does that how does it what what returns? What do you feel about that? Like do you feel like it's like I didn't know much, so I kind of expected it to be like oh it's like gonna be like Sonic one all over again, and it came yeah. out a year later, so I feel like that's kind of what it was, right? But it's one of those ones where it's just like it's just better than the first one. Yeah, it's almost makes Sonic one kind of unplayable. Yeah. Especially, and we'll get into it in our literally our next zone. But uh, you don't have the spin dash, which makes Sonic real fucked up. Yeah, it's hard because it's the only one that doesn't have it. Yeah, and you can't get through those loop to loops very easily without it. <laughs> no, no, it's very hard. You got to run back and then like try to do a fun. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like I couldn't because I went. I was like, all right, I'm gonna play Sonic one first for this. Yeah. Then I'll play Sonic two, and then I played the first like two levels of Sonic, <laughs> and I was like, no, let me get through Sonic t- two quickly. One of my favorite things that you texted me wa- when you first started playing Sonic two was, uh, oh, I fucking suck at Sonic. Turns yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I will say that yeah like it is um going back to it is very interesting it's very yeah. interesting because like and i mean this is just an old games versus games developed in 2019 thing it's like we put up with a lot of bullshit yeah when we were younger yeah like a lot of bull a lot of licensed game bullshit where i just kept nose to the grindstone <laughs> trying to fucking play like ren and stimpy on super nintendo and it just is broken you know, we broken accepted game. so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that like a specific, I'm choosing this one specifically and not the first Sonic the Hedgehog game for video games, a serious show was intentional because I knew that this one had more to it and there was probably going to be more to talk about. And there probably was going to be like less gripes, <laughs> which I'm sure there are. If we were to pick Sonic one, there would be yeah. more gripes. Um, but I think, I think depending on who you talk to though, the legacy of Sonic the Hedgehog one is also very good like people yeah. seem to really like that game sure. um son of the hedgehog 3 you never really hear people talk about no it's almost as if it doesn't exist i i even like i wasn't sure it existed i wasn't sure if it went one two sonic and knuckles right in my right. like in my mind and then when i heard there was sonic 3 i was like oh, okay that makes sense yeah and i guess i i do i have it in here on like the wiki but like i kind of don't know what sonic and knuckles is like is it also a game its own game with levels and zones and stuff? That's a good question. I feel like it, yes. Sonic and Knuckles was released in 1994, two years after Sonic 2. It came out the same year as Sonic 3, also. Interesting. Okay, so, so Sonic and Knuckles game cartridges features a special lock-on port to which the player can insert other Genesis cartridges. Oh, can you imagine putting in a toe jam and roll on that thing? <laughs> Attaching Sonic... Toe jam, and, toe jam and roll and Knuckles. <laughs> and Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> that would be badass if yeah. they just... In every th- game. Every game. Oh, my God. Uh, attaching Sonic 2 unlocks Knuckles the Echidna in Sonic 2, a variation of Sonic 2 whereby the player can play as Knuckles the Echidna, a character introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and not playable. Classic Echidna. Echidna, right? <laughs> yeah. oh, man. I mean, that is something about the 
Sonic the Hedgehog mythos is that they keep they fuck themselves from the beginning by using a hedgehog. So then they're like, right. well, what is our motif? Yeah. Right? And so they did Fox and like, okay, that kind of doesn't It's even fit. stretching it. Yeah. It's stretching it. So Echidna is closer to like what a hedgehog might hang out with. Right. But like no one's ever heard of an Echidna. They're like desert mammals. Right. Is that like the thing? They're like prairie mammals i mean they were like did they consider an anteater next i mean like well an armadillo there is mighty the armadillo okay yeah so maybe an anteater would <laughs> i mean then they go fucked up and they do like big the cat mm-hmm. right or they'll yeah. do i guess rouge the bat or what's rose is she like a i don't know dog yeah is she another fox i don't know <laughs> Rose the dog. <laughs> uh, okay. Knuckles uh, has the ability to glide and climb walls. Yeah, he's fun. Um, however, he cannot jump as high, which who cares? Okay. Yeah, seriously. Who cares? It's not fucking Mario. He's not Mario. Yeah. yeah. Making uh, some parts of the game, such as certain boss fights, more difficult. In addition, Knuckles restarts with the amount of rings he collected at checkpoints if he loses a life. The options are unavailable and special uh, special stages have slightly fewer rings required to collect than before. So it's like an easy mode, I guess, is what Knuckles is, or how he's functioning from this explanation. Sure. I guess Sonic and Knuckles was, was just... Here, have Knuckles. Yeah. So it wasn't probably its own game, right? Gotcha. I, I'm, I'm, I am gathering that. Okay. Oh. No, it is. <laughs> it's its own game. In its in its own wiki, it's described as a platform game developed and published by Sega. It is part of the Sonic the Hedgehog series and a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Okay. Like, if that's how you want to write that Wikipedia editors, okay. I'm watching Jacques... Lose his mind right now. I'm watching him like lose interest at mock speed in what we're talking about. <laughs> Sorry to jet, but I'm in a hurry. <laughs> Sorry to jet, but I hate this. Yeah. That's uh, just so you know. I'm doing um, Steve Urkel doing yes. Sonic. Yes, you're okay. doing a uh, uh, Jaleel White doing. Is that yeah, I'm name? sorry, yeah. Jaleel White. Jaleel yeah. White doing the voice of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog from the from the cartoon. Do you remember the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon? Not that well, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. So there was a couple different versions of it, right? Was the one with Jaleel White, that was the good one, or was that the shitty one? I mean, it was probably shitty, but that's definitely the one yeah. I remember. I remember I was babysitting some kids one time mm-hmm. when I was like 14, too young to have a real job. Right. And uh, they they turned on a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, and it was like the an anime version, and it was like rough as hell. It was like, <laughs> it was dark, and like Robot Sonic was like fucking dangerous and stuff and it was like it was like kind of cool hmm. it reminded me of like uh i don't know it made it like it like made me think like isn't it was there like anime that was like rated r because like street fighter also had an anime that was like had like boobs in it <laughs> that's so strange it's crazy it's crazy but i remember like being in blockbuster as a kid and, like seeing the street fighter 2 alpha vhs yeah. and being like dad are you kidding? Like, <laughs> I gotta watch this. And he's like, it's put down right. the hand that rocks the cradle. Pick up Street Fighter Two. Put down three men and a baby. Pick up Street Fighter Two. Uh, it was like, it was, it was like, he was like, oh, it's rated R. No, 
And I'm like, are like I remember it blowing my fucking mind. Yeah, that's yeah. that's weird. That's something yeah. like like oh Nintendo wouldn't do that. No, Nintendo would not make a game of of animated film where it's like Bowser's like right just kill. Well, although they made the live action film, yeah, that's pretty also dark, right? Definitely the one of the more curious decisions Nintendo has made for sure. And I guess the last thing I really want to talk about in this section too is like. Uh, the legacy of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and its success, along with Sonic the Hedgehog 1, has pretty much, like, like, we talk about this, like, with the Child's Play franchise, right? Like, uh, where Chucky, like, Child's Play 1 did so well that that guy made, like, seven or eight other Child's Play films. They've all done terrible compared to the first one, but it was so, like, beloved and, like, culturally significant that he coasted on that for like 20 years. That's kind of how I feel about Sonic one and two. It's like this is the success of the Sega Genesis and Sonic the Hedgehog one and Sonic the Hedgehog two has like coasted that series through like a crazy time vortex where we're like still dealing with Sonic the Hedgehog Mm. when it should be long dead. Right. Right. Yes. As a franchise. Yes. I mean, fuck it's getting a movie. I know. Starring, Jimothy Carey. It's so bizarre. It's so crazy. Have you seen that trailer? Of course. What do you think of it? I like it doesn't work. There's no story. There's no story. It's the same thing. The reason why Mario was a bad movie. There's no story to these games. They don't have to have story. They're video games. Also, how did they not set it in the nineties and just play off nineties nostalgia entirely? That would have been great. Then Gangster's Paradise might have kind of made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear more about us talking about uh, video game stories and how to make them and how to make them good, listen to, I think is episode 56 or so of uh, Video Games and Comedy Show, where me and Jacques, uh, we, uh, it's called The Legend of Zelda, the movie, the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talk uh, with Griffin about like how, how you might do something like that. I have delusions of screenwriting grandeur, and I, infor- I forced Jeremy to do this episode where I could pretend like I understood story structure. And he <laughs> you, was such a doll for going you, along you, with you it. You do understand story structure, for sure. It was so sweet. I would say you're a master of story. Oh, my God. Um, I would say I'm a... Dude, new- I'm at a 1.5 right you're now. You're at 1.5? Yeah. Perfect. And that perfect. was even without talking about Sonic. And that was not talking about Sonic. Um, okay, so uh, that was sort of the legacy. Um, I'm going to give us one of these two for that. We got through that zone. And we're coming into zone four. Uh, just checking in, like, what, what are we at right now? I feel like after kind of talking about and, like, just thinking about Sonic, like, doing, like, that cool, those cool moves from the film and, like, maybe that anime that, when I was 14... <laughs> And like thinking about like Street Fighter and like how like just like how the, how it was all going down. I think I'm at like a two. That I'm at a two. You're at a two. I'm at a two. And dude, reminding me of all that stuff you were just talking about. I'm gonna jump up from like a one point five to like a to two. To two. You're yeah, at a two. I'm two. Go to a two. You're at a two. It's more like Horny Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um. And uh. And I feel it climbing. I feel like it's only escalating because. Our next uh, segment of the episode. Next zone. Our next zone. I would say this is what zone four now at this point, right? It's got to be zone three. (laughs) Zone three. No, it's zone four because the intro is the first zone. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, of course. Zone uh, four is, of course, gameplay. And uh, with that, 
We are going to take a quick break. If you uh, subscribe to the Patreon, you are going to obviously have access to the rest of the show. And uh, fuck yeah, oh. and welcome. And uh, I've been uh, I've been holding back on all my best bits. Yes, uh, I have also been holding back on my best bits. And uh, if you if you stay with us, you can just hear us getting hornier and hornier together as we talk about mm. like tails. Like what is this? It's got two tails. That's yeah. that's hot. Um, but why if is you he always get, prowling? Why is he always prowling? But if you don't uh, subscribe to the Patreon, uh, this is where we leave you. And uh, it's very sad to see you go. And I hate to watch you walk away. <laughs> you know the old saying. Mm-hmm. Sad to see you go. And I hate to watch and you I walk away. And I hate to watch you go. <laughs> sad <laughs> to see you go. And I hate to watch you go. Yeah. The classic expression. That classic expression. Um, I like how you said it like right in bit <laughs> form. And I was like, no. And I hate to watch it go, too. Uh, I love doing these. Uh, I love doing these serious shows, um, and um, and uh, you know, you as a Patreon s- subscriber make them possible. Jk, you don't. It's not, <laughs> we don't have any right now, but uh, but you could potentially make them easier for me. Yeah, uh, easier on the bills, easier on the mind. Uh, so yeah, please uh, visit us at Patreon.com/slash/VGA/comedy/show to hear more, and uh, and you know, also, but if you don't want to, you just want to say fuck it. Listen to the main feed. We got a new episode coming out every week, every Monday, a new episode. Uh, and I'm very excited to do more Sega Genesis related content this September, uh, including a space solace that we're that I am planning for the Sega Genesis. Will it be as fun as the Super Nintendo Space Solace? No. <laughs> No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, it won't. But we're doing it anyway. Each person's gonna get to pick two games. <laughs> And even then, it's going to get to some deep cuts. Herzog Swy? Yeah. Is that one? Was Fantasy Star 3 also good? <laughs> I don't think so, but I'll take it. All right. Uh, we'll see you in a second, or goodbye for now.